0: Welcome to the Live Explorer podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hi, I'm Sean Payne, a founder and principal of Live Explorer Real Estate and Lifestyle. Today, I have with me Jeff Maine of Sonoma Equity Lending. Jeff, thank you for joining
1: us. Sean, it's my pleasure. I mean, what you've built down here in downtown Petaluma is really special.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, Jeff and I have known each other for for. A few years now. Many. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, I love, uh, we, we had a, a Segway business years ago um, that we put together. And unfortunately, uh, the Segways were stolen before we get the, uh, the the business up and running. But uh, uh, he's a great person to know in Sonoma County or just in the North Bay that way. Um, and he specializes in private money and uh, a really great mind for figuring out how to make deals work. And so today we're just going to talk a little bit about private money, what it is, and, and, and how, uh, how, uh, how people can use it to their benefit in this real estate market that way. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Sonoma Equity Lending, how you got into it, and, and uh, yeah, what, what it's about that way.
1: Thank you, Sean. Uh, I got into the business in 1987. I'd been selling stocks and bonds and mutual funds for about a year, and then the tax laws changed. And so I recommended people park their money. But investing has always been an interest of mine. And so as I got my broker's license and got into residential lending, it was clear that not everybody qualifies for a bank loan. Sure, Not everybody wants a bank loan. And there was this vehicle at that time called Private Money, where individuals like us could get together and help somebody by funding the loan instead of a bank. Right, right.
0: Uh, and just to give a little background, that you've done, you have done traditional mortgages and 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 uh, traditional lending as well, but you've also had Sonoma Equity lending to kind of. gapped in
1: that in that regard for for certain situations it was June of 1987 and I made a decision when I got into lending that I wanted to be able to help whoever walked in the door if they were passionate about buying a home or investment property I wanted the tools in the toolbox so to speak to help them and it was clear that banks weren't enough so I've been doing bank lending all that time and private money lending since 87 uh, but mostly in a residential setting not commercial okay Okay.
0: So, so give us an example of, of why someone would want to come and use
1: private money uh, over uh, conventional financing. Absolutely. I, I think as a borrower, there are sometimes situations that you find yourself in where you don't fit the mold. I don't have the kinds of debt-to-income ratio that the bank wants. I'm still paying my bills. I'm still saving money, but I don't fit their criteria. With private money lending, it's a little more um, liberal in terms of how we look at things where a bank might say, you know, if you're going to buy an income property, I need two years history of having rental income properties. Well, I can use prospective rents, so I don't need in my risk assessment to have a history. I just need to know, yeah, there's going to be a tenant in that house, and this is about what they're going to pay. Right. And then we do our underwriting analysis that way. So it's a little more flexible. Certainly, you pay a little more for that flexibility and creativity. But that's one example of why you'd want private money. Uh, I had a gentleman in Sebastopol. He was an educator in edible plants. He wanted to buy a nursery and do educational seminars to show people how to grow their own food. No previous experience. Banks wouldn't loan to him. We did loan to him. He kept that loan for a period of time until he had the tax returns to justify right. getting a bank loan, and then you leave. So basically private money is a interim step from where you are to where you want to be, and then you refinance out of it into something more competitive.
0: Sure, sure. And, you know, I think it's really important to note because private money as a, like an industry, there's some negative connotations to it. And, and people often think that, like, um, there's, you know, terms that, you know, are going to surprise them or or whatnot. I think it's really important to note that that's not how it is anymore, that you're you're just as regulated as any mortgage and the terms are all very straightforward that way. You know what type of product you're getting into. There's no
1: surprises. It kind of, it is what it is at this point that way. I I agree with that. I I think prior to Dodd-Frank law changes and prior to the Great Recession, you know, there were a number of people that took out negative amortizing right. loans that didn't understand them, maybe forgot how they worked and got themselves in trouble. And there's certainly, anytime you're involved with a lot of money, and real estate involves a lot of money, there's the chance for some people to do misdeeds. And sure. there's a there was a segment of my industry that was known as loan-to-own, where people would make loans knowing that they couldn't pay so that they could take back the property and and essentially acquired at a discount, and that's pretty disgraceful, and so thankfully there are laws to protect people that way. I mean, you go all the way back to, um, you know, hundreds of years ago when people like you and I were borrowing with each other, and then the the feds created usury laws to make sure we didn't take advantage of each other. And those same kinds of protections evolved with private money lending, just like it has the banking industry.
0: Right, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I I, I can say, you know, being in the industry now for, for 17 years, not all private money lenders are created equal. And, and, and unfortunately, a client can get in front of someone that – Maybe isn't giving him the best advice that way, and I can tell you that with my my experience with Jeff May, I totally stand behind him. Um, um, very honorable and very honest person that way, and and I mean the number of I mean I, I think you should go into a couple scenarios how you how I mean I've seen multiple uh, cases of someone about to have a home foreclosed on or something of that nature, they can't qualify for a conventional mortgage. And there's some cases you can step in and save that home until they can qualify. You know, maybe there's the condition of the property that has to be fixed up or something of that nature so that it can qualify for a conventional mortgage. Those, those are things that you've stepped in and, and, and helped in those situations. Um, you know, I know that you work with a lot of contractors and flips. Are there any specific scenarios that you want to talk about how, how, how they can use private money?
1: I think you just mentioned some of the big ones. Those are things I use every day. I think adding to that list, I'm doing more and more loans to estates. So maybe mom and dad have passed on. One child wants to inherit the house and take over that low property tax base. The other child just wants the money to go away and live their life. Uh, So I will make a loan to an estate so that the estate has the funds to pay one heir and then the other heir that wants the house can take over my loan and therefore have the house and the tax base and then go to a bank and refinance, and refinance. me back. Yeah. It, so, again, a short-term solution, but a long-term gain where you get to keep that property tax base, and that means thousands of dollars every year for as long as you own the house. Right,
0: and and someone who specializes in probate and trust sales, I can tell you that there's there's that scenario comes up a lot of the time in, in, in a conventional mortgage just doesn't fit. And what often happens is the property sold. And here's a way that, 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 that beneficiary or that heir can keep the property if that way. So, so if you're a realtor, um, you know, consider private money right now. And especially as, as conventional rates come up, do you want to talk a little bit about how, like, the gap between private money and conventional lending kind of lessens a little bit as rates have come up right now?
1: So. It, it has lessened dramatically. And I think one of the things you see with a bank loan is they're normally amortized, which means part of your payment every month includes the principal that reduces the loan balance over time. Because this is a short-term loan opportunity with the private money lending, it's usually interest-only which keeps your payment down. So even though there's a little higher rate, the fact that you're not paying principal in your monthly payment makes it a little more affordable. And as interest rates creep up, like you said, with the bank financing, it's a little more competitive. I think you talk about some of the other scenarios where private money can be used. Certainly in the Great Recession, we were seeing homes broken into, piping was being stolen, fixtures were being stolen. If a home fails with its uh, health and safety standards to be something that a person can live in a bank won't loan on it right and so when you have a house that's been destroyed or vandalized or just plain extreme deferred maintenance you have to find another source of financing that will come in and provide those things again rebuild the kitchen rebuild the bathrooms maybe put in flooring so that somebody else can buy that home and use a bank loan to do it. So that's another example of private money lending is where the property is deficient. It's not by any means necessarily the borrower that's deficient. It could be the collateral.
0: Right. And, 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 and that's so important in this market because uh, – uh, you're going to see that properties that need work are going to sell are, are not going to sell or are going to sell for substantially less so like to put it like a, a figure scenario in this is like let's say that you're you you have a client that has a property that could just sell it right now for five hundred thousand dollars because it needs quite a bit of work you can come in you can put uh, put a loan on the property so that they can Fix it up a little bit. Let's say it's fifty or seventy-five thousand dollars worth of work, and they turn around, and they sell that same property for seven fifty. So, in a lot of situations where you know, in this market, that that property that needs carpet, that needs that kitchen, that needs that kitchen remodel, it's going to sell for substantially less than that finished product. And here's a situation where you can come in, you can finance those repairs, and and then that person can turn around potentially and sell that property for for quite a bit more and increase their profit margin that way. So you,
1: you make an excellent point, and that's. A Sometimes it's known as fix and flip in the industry. But our loans normally have a rehab component. Uh So we'll help you to buy the property. We'll help you to fix up that property. And we'll maybe even throw in a few payments on the loan itself so that because it's not rentable during that period of time, you don't have to make a payment on the loan. It's all built in as a one contained solution for that property. Right. Talking about private money again, Um, it's important to talk about the exit strategy. You know, anytime you get involved in any kind of financing or investment, you want to know what your exit strategy is. How am I going to get out of this? Hopefully with a profit. And so that tends to be something that I provide also. (laughs) I'm not just a provider of private money. I'm a provider of a strategy that helps people create profit. Right, right.
0: So I, I think that's important. to Yeah, that's kind of what we talked about a second ago. Is that uh, is that you're there to make sure that you're not. No one's getting into a loan product that all of a sudden you disappear and they're like, wait a second, I have this payment or something like that. That you're you're walking them through the steps for their next for their next chapter of how to get out of it that way. So, right, until so, it's paid off. Right, right. Yeah. So there's no there's no like gray area. It's like, hey, this is how you're going to approach it. And and you're going to help them put the steps together so they know exactly what to do in the next chapter and they're not confused or, or, or whatnot that way. So, and we do that up
1: front. So that right. gives you a lot of confidence that, hey, here's my plan. As long as I adhere to my plan, this is the kind of profit I expect when it concludes.
0: Right, right, yep. So do you want to talk a little bit uh, – uh, you know you have a really good feel for what's going on, being that you work with so many contractors and things out there. What are you hearing in the real estate market? What type of projects are are you financing right now? Has it changed from two years ago? Are you seeing more rehab projects versus new builds? what What are you seeing that way? what are you what are you helping finance that way? I,
1: I don't really get involved in ground up construction okay. anymore. Okay. A lot of what I do predominantly from Um, really San Jose to the Oregon border is a lot of rehab work. So whether it's a property that is 60 years old and people lived in it but never did anything to it, now it's sold or it's inherited and they just want to sell it. Maybe the kids are not even in California anymore. Uh, We'll take that property on and we'll help to buy it and we'll provide the funds to fix it up. And then an FHA buyer or somebody like you might have will come along and say, well, man, these numbers are better than the rent I'm paying and right. I'm getting a tax break and my money's going to something now. So yeah, I want to pay for this otherwise brand new house that's been rehabbed.
0: Right, right. W- what about like specifically, have you seen any changes in the market in like the last six months for the type of projects that you're financing? Have, have, are, like, are your contractors now going to smaller rehab projects? Or, or Have you seen any changes or is it pretty much the same thing that you've seen from two years ago that way.
1: I I think the changes are the amount of product. Okay. Um, Interestingly, I had the best year I've had in 35 years in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, But this year was a little slower. We had that dramatic transition in interest rates that went from one point whatever to almost eight. Uh, That shocked the market. And so a lot of people were put on hold. Our supply chain issues have been a, a big impact. You don't want to go in and invest in a property uh, because time is not your friend where you're going to have to wait eight months for the products you need to fix this place sure, up. You sure. just as soon wait until that process is over and you can get those products quickly Right, and right. and then wait to buy that and fix it up later. So there was a stall in the marketplace, but at the same time, there there is was a need. Like with the estates I was talking about, I've done quite a few of those while we went through this process I'm doing one now up in Healdsburg where there's a foundation problem. Uh That foundation problem didn't happen overnight, but now this person wants to sell the property, and it won't be bank loanable without that foundation fixed. Corrected. Seller doesn't have the money to fix it. Buyer's willing to come in for a lesser sales price and say, I'll take care of that. And the way they take care of it is with a private money loan.
0: Sure. Sure. What about, uh, are you doing like any type of bridge loan products? I know that with rates com- coming high and, and inventory still low that people, you know, want to go out and buy a property that, that is on the market that they like, but uh, uh, they haven't put their home on the market or, or things of that nature. Are you doing anything like that to, to help people out there?
1: Absolutely. That's called a bridge loan. right? And certainly we went through a period where contingencies weren't offered or accepted by a seller so you couldn't buy a house subject to the sale of your own. And what do I do? Well, if I have enough equity in the house I have now, a bridge loan will let me leverage that property and buy the next property I want all within one loan so that when my house sells, I can pay that bridge loan down and then refinance the rest with a bank loan. So those are one year loans. There's specific rules about those loans in terms of ability to repay. And uh, not making sure or making sure that we don't put somebody in a bad bad situation with those right? loans. But it, again, it's a tool that will help you get what you want and let you sell the house that you already have for a higher price, which pays for that bridge loan. So ideally the strategy doesn't cost you any money because rather than dropping the price of the house you have right now, to hurry up and get into the next one, you can hold out for more of a fair price. Right,
0: right. Well, not only that, but here, I'm going to throw this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong on this. But let's say I was like, hey, Jeff, I found my dream home. I I, 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 uh, I, I just can't let this home go by. I really want this home. My home's not on the market yet, so I may lose on this unless I put an offer in place. And I need $30,000 worth of new carpets and paint and stuff like that to get the value that my realtor says. Not only can you do the bridge loan, but I'm, I'm guessing maybe you can maybe give, you know, wrap that into that loan where that you have that $30,000 improvements to make sure my my current property sells at a higher price that I want and still secure the other property. Is something like that possible? Of course it is. Okay. So
1: that rehab component for your present house Exactly what you say. You make a good investment by saving off some of that money. I mean, it's amazing what we all get used to and we're comfortable with when you put it on the market somebody else has a different need and you may need to update things you may need to change some things and certainly the private money is flexible enough to handle
0: that yeah and that's that's where I really see it in those those types of situations where it's so beneficial because you have like basically two needs and you can come in here and and take care of those two needs and plan an exit strategy so everything's laid out that way you know and so I think I think those type of scenarios that just conventional wise okay I can I can go out and secure a bridge loan but how do I get wh- where am I going to get the thirty thousand dollars to fix up, you know, do I have to take an equity line of credit or something like that? It becomes really confusing. We're here, you can come in, everything's spelled out, and uh, and uh, it's it's one easy, simple loan that way, and you know the terms. In a year, you're going to sell your home and pay everything off and, and, and get the value of the home that, uh, you know, get the value you wanted when you sell your home that way, and everyone's happy.
1: So. Absolutely. And I, I think the danger of not doing that and saying, well, I'm just going to do it the way I know, is most people put that on credit cards. Right. Well that's going to affect my debt to income ratio qualifying for the house I really want, which sure. is the whole point of all this. Sure. And so if I hurt my qualifying chances just to fix up my current home, right. that's not nearly as beneficial as if I just do this bridge loan. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's those scenarios like there where you gotta get a little creative. That's that's where like private money really comes into. It. It's like you take take a step back and say, Hey, look, what 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 do I really need here? What's my best outcome? And often private money can come in and get you there that way. So
1: Well well, it's certainly more creative right it, it's more flexible i mean that for me that's where the fun is is in taking something and and creating something that maybe a bank doesn't understand but to your point of what has changed recently uh we were going through a really red hot market for a while right and people were saying not only will i do a 10-day close but i'll do it with no contingencies mm-hmm. And just high-risk things to get what they wanted before the price went up. Right. And a bank can't operate in that environment. I mean, it takes 10 days just to get to the point of ordering sure. an appraisal and right. closing the escrow. So for the speed aspect of wanting to get what you want in competition with others, private money had just a tremendous advantage over a bank loan. Right. The other application for private money that banks – don't want to address i mean that's just not what they do uh we can do what's called cross collateralization where we take multiple properties as our collateral and give you more money than a bank might so one of the things i love to do with investors is say why would you use your cash or why would you sell a property just to buy this other property let us use the equity in your existing rental properties and harvest that as part of our collateral along with the property you're gonna buy. And oftentimes show them how to buy this property with no money down at all. And sometimes no money out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the fun is for me, is in sharing with people how to use real estate in an unconventional way to their benefit. Mm -hmm. And if that ultimate plan isn't what they want, then fine, no harm. But at least now you know what you could do short of just taking a bunch of cash and putting it down.
0: Right, right. On that note, do you have any seminars or anything like that coming up talking about private money that you want to let people know about?
1: Thank you for the invitation. I, I don't do a lot of seminars. I okay. do a, an awful lot of one-on-one consulting right. because everybody's situation it's is different. Is different. And sure. I think that's, that's the important thing to remember when you're getting involved in something as powerful as a real estate transaction that you don't always do. You want somebody to sit down with you and, and listen to you. Right. Here is what I want to do. What do you advise me? So it's not just here's the application. Let's get going. Right. It's creating a plan and deciding what about that plan works or doesn't work. And sometimes you don't move forward and sometimes you do.
0: Sure, sure. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. Are there any other scenarios that you want to uh, make sure that people know about uh, with private money that way?
1: I I just think like you opened with, you know, dispelling the myth that somehow this is a a shady industry or somehow you're going to be taken advantage of. Certainly there are lenders who have prepayment penalties out there, and, and I don't believe in that myself. But you look at the cost of the loan, you look at the terms of the loan, you look at the benefit to you as opposed to spending all that cash. You can invest it somewhere else and have multiple streams of income. And then you decide, is private money for you? So it's like anything you shop around, you find somebody you're comfortable with and a strategy that resonates with you, and then you make your decision.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So if uh, if someone wants to reach out and get in touch with you and talk about private money options, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Well, my office is downtown. Uh, I'm at the River House along the waterfront, which is 222 Weller Street, Suite 2. Uh, You can always call me at 707-763-1142. And Sonoma Equity Lending is available from, like I said, San Jose up to the Oregon border. So if you're looking for investment property, if you're looking to relocate in Northern California... I'd love to talk to him.
0: Yeah. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us today. What an informative conversation on uh, private money. Uh, I'm Sean Payne, uh, founder and principal of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Jeff, thank you very much for joining us. Do you have anything else you want to you want to uh, say?
1: No, it's a privilege, and like I started out, I mean, what you've created in downtown Petaluma with Live Explorer is really exceptional, and I know it's going places. I'm no. proud to be here.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you've uh, liked this episode, please hit like and subscribe so you see more of us in the future, and thanks again for joining us. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.